drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Antipodean Arts Podcast. And I invite everyone to notice their breath and to notice that we are in place, that we are in sacred land, sacred country, wherever we are, wherever we are listening, wherever we are accessing this podcast from. And I am in the sacred lands and the sovereign country and the unceded territory of the Yagara, Jagara and Terrible peoples in the land of the mighty Mewa, the river that curves like a serpent through this bountiful place from mountains to valley to the sea to those beautiful islands out to Manjuraba. And I acknowledge the elders of these peoples past, present and emerging And I acknowledge the past violence and injustices and the continuing injustices and violence and the present, um, yeah, horror. uh, Yeah, just complete, the complete bullshittery of of the imperialist capitalist system occupying this continent, this ancient land. And I am always continually in awe of the resilience and um, organizing capacity and artistic and ceremonial wisdom and strength of indigenous cultures. And I am so humbled by the, the, the circumstance of being present in this ancient country. <clears throat> so Brody Ann, it's, it's been a month. And what a month. Hi, everyone. Goodness. A lot has happened since we all spoke last. And as you can probably hear and you might be watching this, uh, things are a little different for the Antipathy and Arts podcast right now. So we're recording from um, both both in self-isolation. Fear, you're at home after returning from Bali. So we haven't seen each other since you landed. Um, and we're going to be um, recording by Zoom for the next little while, I think. So this will be our new normal. So Correct. <laughs> Correct. And it's really, uh, what's really fascinating to me is like Zoom used to be, I've been doing Zoom things for years and it used to be a very like small group of people who knew about it. And now it's just yeah. like, you know, people now know about it. And I'm glad because I'm always raving about it. Um, like Zoom is just better than most other platforms to do this kind of work. Um, this is my introduction to it. So yeah. Yeah, you, you got me set up and, um, yeah, Damien helped me put it on my laptop at home. So Thanks, Damien. It's been awesome. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows how tech illiterate both of us are. Yes, and thank you, Ash, who has agreed to just mm. receive our recordings and whack them up <laughs> on, you know, make them pretty and no. whack them online for us because we would be lost without him. Yeah. And it was sweet because he was like, yes, people are asking for it. Where are you? We're going to do it. We'll make it happen. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But I'm just happy to be talking to you. I haven't got to see you in ages since you've been 
And now you're back. Mm-hmm. I am back and it's been seven days in quarantine. And I have no, I'm delirious. Like um, my mum had warned me that the sixth day um, was actually a bit of a mindfuck. And I just thought, what a random number, what an arbitrary day. But mm-hmm. then I got, I woke up on yesterday, my sixth day, and I was out of it. And mm-hmm. I, because usually I, I work, I work from home a lot, but I always go out to get coffee. I always go to the cemetery. I always go to the river. Sometimes I even go into the city just to work from the botanic gardens or to mm-hmm. work from um, my favorite cafe brew in the city. <laughs> um, and I, and I just cannot do that. Mm. And, you know, and I'm highly introverted in the sense, in the classical sense, like I get my energy from being alone. So I'm actually really energetic. Like I'm full of energy. I'm working out every day. I have so much awe and constantly flowing through me. And what I've discovered is seclusion and kind of staying in the same place is remarkably um, potent magically. Um, I am just on fire. Yeah. And oh, it's kind of delicious. And I also like being alone because I can just do my own thing. Yeah. I can just walk around naked. I can light candles and incense and end up casting circles and opening crossroads and going into trance states. And no one is interrupting no me. Yeah. Um, and even if there were people here, um, I wouldn't be worried about that because I live with a bunch of like witches and or witch adjacent people. But I always worry about interrupting them. Mm. like their lives right yeah so what what are you what's like so how has the pandemic um impacted you personally well um eclectica and crystal earth both the shops that i work at and, and and you work at have had to close so we stayed open as long as we could i was there on tuesday last week um it was very strange on tuesday very like stressful as well, even, you know, though everyone, most people were trying, um, yeah, people coming in and coughing and spluttering all over each other. And I could only like, you know, cleanse and wash down the desk and the FBOS and the, and, you know, um, my hands and books and all of that sort of stuff so many times. And it was just getting a bit much. Um, but I still wanted to keep working obviously. And, and we were, um, which we'll probably talk about later, like a lot of people were coming to get their last minute supplies because they all knew that we were going uh, probably into lockdown. And so they needed books, they needed uh, herbs, they needed um, athmes even. So, uh, you know, we wanted to provide that service as long as we could, but we just couldn't in good conscience keep doing it. So from Wednesday, I have been in lockdown at home with Damien and Moose and, um, yeah, I have no work and it's not, it's not, you know, of course it's no one's fault. Everyone is in this, or a lot of people are in exactly the same boat as me. Um, Andrew and Lachlan were devastated to close and were really worried about Damien and I and and all of their other um, staff. So, well, readers and and, um, their family, of course, because their family was all over the world and everyone's come back to home. So they had a lot going on. So I was really worried about them and us and what we're going to do. And Damien, my partner, um, my fiance, I should say, he just got back to work after being off for 12 months after spinal surgery, just got back to work at the Tivoli. And then this has happened. So obviously the Tivoli um, is an amazing music venue and theatre venue. So all gigs uh, have been cancelled till September minimum. 
So both of us are kind of going, well, what the fuck are we going to do? I don't know. We have wonderful um, we have wonderful owners of our house where we're renting and they've called us in the last few days just to let us know that they're aware of what's happened and they want us to stay for another 12 months and they're very supportive. So we are so lucky because I know a lot of people aren't in that same situation. So at least we had that peace of mind because for the first, like for Wednesday and Thursday, I was just uh, freaking out about how we were going to afford to pay rent and panicking about if we had to move, how would we? Because one, you can't even hire a truck or have enough help. We'd have to do everything by ourselves. And yeah, I was really, um, really worried until the owner was nice enough to call and talk to us in person. So yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard. My family are all really far away from us, um, but I don't, I can't see my mum or my sister and my niece who's really little. I don't want to. If anyone's going to be exposed to the virus, it would be me because I've worked with the public right up until. Um, and so did Damien. So we're kind of in self-isolation for 14 days. So I, what day, so what day is it today? <laughs> Sunday? Was that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? So, so. But yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I haven't reached my sixth day yet, Theo. <laughs> but yeah, watch out. Now you said that. Watch out. Well, once, once I broke through the like, whoa, fuck, um, I, all this like Arwen, for those of you who don't know what that is, um, Arwen is a Welsh term that is like about creative poetic inspiration, which is this like force mm-hmm. that pervades the, 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 the cosmos. And, and um, I was definitely experiencing it. And I was dancing and I've been singing. And um, I mean, I, I do those things because those things kind of just naturally want to come out of me, but they are also part of my personal practice. Um, and I guess where I'm at as someone who works from home and who is a professional witch and who teaches online and who teaches in person, like mm-hmm. I love teaching in person so much. And the fact that, and I also travel a lot. So, the fa- so mm-hmm. my whole year has, has had to be reset. Um, but I'm very privileged and very lucky for the fact that I already know zoom. I know how to do online classes. I teach them a lot anyway. So I'm just moving everything on, um, to zoom and my mentorship work is always on zoom anyway, because most of the people I work with are living in other continents or or at least States away from me. Um, so, you know, and I, I can read, um, tarot online too. So it, I feel pretty okay in the scheme of things. So, so where I am at is just like, how do I make everything I'm doing accessible, but also still make money because I make a modest income. So it's like, mm-hmm. how do I do all this work and make sure that I um, get, you know, justly compensated for my labor? And how mm-hmm. do I also, um, you know, provide um, ample free shit? basically like I consider this an offering to community and um like the work we do here on this podcast yeah we thought it was super important hey yeah so this needs to keep going and I've been finding ways to I've already done a few online um like hour-long like just lecture type things Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna do some um ritual work um, online that's just free of charge and I'm going to amend some of my courses to be like, you know, pay what you can, no one turned away for lack of funds kind of deal because yep. it's just, you know, I do think in these times actually the work of witches and spirit workers is mm-hmm. not just comforting but can also be so helpful for people's emotional state um, 
and allow us to move into other states of consciousness and other realms and other planes in order to hear from our ancestors more directly, in order to um, even commune with the virus. Because it's actually really important, like in like in shamanistic cultures, like we do that. We we commune with viruses as beings, as entities, as 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 complexes unto themselves, and we can understand them more on that level. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, I don't choose to see this virus as some kind of like demon oppressing us. For me, it's just okay. So this is part of the tapestry of the chaos cauldron, and this is part of Grandmother Fate's deal. And I'm part of her deal. And so, and sometimes, and sometimes we clash, sometimes different creatures and spirits clash and that's okay. And we, we go home, we, we lick our wounds, we, we, we reinforce our boundaries and then we, we go back out into the world. And I just feel like, you know, yes, there's been a lot of commentary on, you know, there's been commentary on from so many angles on this, right? Like, it's like, Oh, look, the earth's healing herself. I'm like, and then all this like eco-fascist kind of stuff around humans are, go, we need to be wiped from the planet. And I've never really, like sometimes I can be really misanthropic, but mostly I'm highly optimistic. And I do feel like humans can be, because when we say that we're ignoring indigenous cultures, I'm like, no, there are so many cultures and societies that continue to this day and have for thousands of years um, lived, in, lived in relative harmony with the rest of nature. So it's like, we can do it. Uh, we just have to re. We just have to get over ourselves a in the West and um, remember that actually slowing down and less productivity, like more expression, less productivity, um, mm. and just the bare bones. Our food security, our um, how we are stewards of the riverways, um, how we raise children, how we make love with each other, how we teach children, how we teach each other, how we you know, have different skill sets that become part of the greater community health. Um, yeah. and, and spirit workers are a part of greater community health. And of course, people in, the, in, in like societies like Australia and the US and Britain, people have forgotten spirit workers. And so, of course, I'm always advocating for spirit work because I just, I am one, but I also know the power of it. And, mm. um, and, you know, we need spirit workers, we need carers, we need nurses, we need psychologists, we need people growing food, we need people who know how to set up urban gardens and how to take care of chickens and how to um, also, you know, how to keep us healthy in the face of pandemics because there are so many ways. Yes, yes, stay inside, absolutely, number one. And then also how can we boost our immune systems um, in general, how can we stay healthy in general? Yeah. On every level. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we we tend the vessel and the soul and and the spirits around us. I I'm not as as I wish I was, but I'm maybe it's just today as well. I'm just not. I agree with you completely, and I I agree that. Um, especially in the case of First Nations cultures and Indigenous cultures all over the world, if we had have listened a long time ago, we probably wouldn't be in the pickle we're in. But I, I also, um, I don't, I understand when it swings too far and, and people are sort of, I know there's been some fake posters going out, I believe were fake, using the Extinction Rebellion logo, saying things such as, yes, you know, that this was 
Mother Nature's answer to to the plague that is humans and all of this stuff, which is not helpful. No one needs to talk about that. But it's just nature. It's just a very natural. Every you know, um, couple of generations or so, there's going to be a virus or, or something that happens just purely out of the way that we live. We're, we're covered in bacteria. We're covered in germs. It's something that, you know, if we actually thought about it every day, we, would, we wouldn't leave the house anyway. <laughs> but it's a very natural process and it is a balance-keeping process. If any animal, you know, or any plant is kind of tipping the scales too far in one direction. It's going to be corrected by nature. And I'm not saying that from a like, I'm, I'm happy about it or that I, or I'm unhappy about it, just that this is the way nature works. And we're not, I think people are finally coming to the table, coming to the party and realizing, oh, that's right, we are part of the environment. We are part of the ecosystem. We are part of a global community. No one can deny that anymore. And I think this is just going to open people's eyes to the fact that um, you know, economies don't crash. Democracy, you know, doesn't work in, in, in instances like this. That we're going to see that... Do you mean economies do crash? Yes, but that um, I guess some of the articles that I was reading, which I, I cut myself off from reading too much today because I realised yesterday I read too much and listened too much to things, but um, I don't know how to articulate it properly. That the fact that, for instance, we're going to see in a lot of first world countries people uh, people's income being uh, provided for or balanced by uh, the tax that we've already paid, that there is enough money to go around, that people don't have to work 60 to 70 hour weeks in order to keep the economy afloat, um, that we'll see that it's, it comes from the top, that it's not the fact of people going to work and keeping the wheel turning, it's that it can be done without that, that there's enough power, there's enough uh, money circulating and enough energy circulating. Um, for yeah, it's main- being hoarded, that wealth has been hoarded. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it, you can literally type extra numbers or print more paper money. There's no, it's not, it's not not a thing. It's imaginary zeros and ones. And when countries have to then supplement everyone's income and everyone has to stay home, we're going to start to realise, well, maybe we could do more of this. Maybe there could be a four, four week, four day week. Maybe, you know, corporations should be paying for more. No one should be dipping into their superannuation. I know that's happening in, in um, yeah, a lot of people Australia has been given the option of, you know, we're either going to, uh, you, you know, I'm in this terrible predicament at the moment, which a lot of people have to go through every week with uh, Centrelink, which is like Australia's version of, um, oh, what do they call it in the States or in England? And what do you call it? I mean, it's social welfare. Welfare, that's first. Yeah. yeah, so like a, um, our our branch of welfare. That it's it's a doomed system. It's it, it's horrible. It's it's set up in order to make people uh, regret even trying to apply for it. It goes round and round in circles. It has all of these different. Uh, I don't know. It's people are starting to realize it's very difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's all very true. And I feel, I mean, the reality of capitalism is this, it, you know, the simple rudimentary 
scaffolding of capitalism is that there are the people who own the means of production who basically steal um, the the wealth made by wage slaves who who create the wealth um, and then the capitalists take that wealth mm-hmm. and give back a fucking bullshit fraction of it to about, you know, 10,000 workers, yeah. you know. So it's like there are these people, you know, I just saw a list of the 10 richest people in Australia released. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know, th- there are these people who are ho- literally hoarding stolen wealth yeah. um, because they don't fucking make it. You know, those, and they call themselves self-made, but in most cases they are totally propped up. You know, they are largely um, by systems of social stratification, largely held up in some way, whether that be that they are white in the system or male in the system, or um, in fact, just from families that have constantly hoarded wealth or stolen land. Um, you know, so much, so much wealth is made upon the backs of um, slaves and if not slaves, stolen land and if not stolen land, indentured servitude, um, mm-hmm. you know, imperialist expansion, convicts. Like who made, who cut down the trees to make the farmland here, you know, like, and so that kind of radical change to society where basically, you know, people say, you know, eat, let's eat our oppressors. Sure, whatever. I don't really care what happens to Gina Reinhardt, to be honest. But yeah, Gina Reinhardt, it's actually your social obligation to, and people like her, to redistribute all her wealth. Yeah, Um, Especially to the people who've made her wealth for her, but Mm -hmm. primarily in her case to the Indigenous people of Australia, (laughs) um, of the regions whose fucking, you know, land she's mine. So it's like, it's just... I just, like, all these things that we all know, you know, this, this, this is not a conspiracy theory. That's what pisses me off about situations like this, right? Is that people go into, like, some people cannot deal. It seems to me, this is my story of it, right? Some people cannot deal with the truth. So they make up all these, like, fake bogeymen, and then they, like, you know, pretend there's like you know illuminati and new world new world orders and people sacrificing children in random islands and i'm like cool that's really helpful like you know you can think that way if you like and you can tell me and you can tell me that your evidence for it is a two-hour fucking whack job youtube video like i'm sorry but that is not evidence (laughs) these people are like well why don't you just sit down for two hours and you know i'm like shut the fuck up this, this is not a conspiracy. COVID-19 impacts people directly and will impact the poor and the vulnerable and the marginalized more than you, you fuckwad. Because most of the time, these conspiracy theories are coming out of the mouths of people who are cushioned by privilege. Oh, 100%. And I'm just over it. And, like, that's my little rant for this podcast because I just, I was in Bali and there were just... Um, other than the fucking indigenous people of the fucking island, um, there's all these immigrants who like to call themselves expats, you know, whereas here we'd call them immigrants. Um, and <laughs> they are just so like, oh, but if you like, ha- like we're just questioning, we're just questioning. I'm like, cool, then question intelligently. Yeah. Like, I, you know, yeah, there are, there are things, there are conspiracies and I would like to direct people to, um, read Wildermuth's most recent essay in Gods and Radicals, 
um, which you can access at abeautifulresistance.org, where he goes through it thoroughly for you to basically say, look, there is actually no one and nothing behind COVID-19. You're looking for something that isn't there. And, and like you, I was saying, there's so that we, we're yeah. constantly de- dealing with different viruses. Exactly. Come through. This is just nature. We can't be on top of each other and and have mega cities and things like this without some some virus, some germ yep. developing or, or morphing to, to to jump species. All these things we we, we talk about it constantly. If you look through ancient history, like every you know couple of three hundred four hundred years, we're we're going through Spanish flu, plague. All sorts. It's just this is normal. The things that um, are not conspiracy theories, the things that we can get angry and, and, and upset about, are the fact that we knew this would, was going to happen, and that a lot of, um, especially first world countries, have gone out of their way to decommission or to close down centers for disease control in different places, and they fucked us. Okay, money they do not care about the working poor. They do not care about you because they're going to be fine. They're going to be, they get, they're the first to get tested. They're the first to have the best hospital care and you can be guaranteed their family members are going to get a fucking ventilator, right? But the rest of it, the things that we should be angry about and you should be worried about it is the fact that that was allowed to happen. It was allowed to happen to certain, to certain people. Um, but Brody Ann, aliens, oh, reptilians. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, look, we've got enough problems and I and I exactly. love myself um, an ancient, an, an alien story. I love it, but I'm not, gonna, it, not in that way. It's not a thing, right? There's no I have no doubt that aliens money. exist. It is, it is hubris a, to think otherwise. It's stupid to think. It's a, such a human thing to do that, like, oh, my God, we're, like, the only important things that have ever existed in the entire universe. Fuck off. But they're not behind this. This is our own folly. This is our own bullshit. We set it up this way, and if you live in this unsustainable fashion and you live on top of each other and the trickle-down system means that the poorest of the poor have to, to work three or four jobs to maintain a family and have no health care, then this is what's going to fucking happen. Yeah, totally. The privileged people are allowed to move around the planet and do whatever they want, get off their luxury liners here, fly here or there, and continue to move this thing around, then more, then more and more people will get sick. But it's a, it's a case of, of privilege, not of conspiracy. Which is perhaps the greatest conspiracy of all is how this all that's work. the whole thing. Yeah. This is what we're jumping up and down about and screaming about, about this system and this mm. class warfare. Mm-hmm. That, that this is what's going to be the result. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and this, this is a natural this is disaster of any kind. It could have been a storm. It could have been yeah. a, a tsunami. It could have been any of these things. Yeah. Um, but now it's a, it's a global pandemic. And that's why another thing I think will be, I hesitate to say wonderful or good about this situation. Mm-hmm. But a silver lining, it all will be people understanding one about wages and class and and what services are actually important, what jobs are actually essential, mm. what are, are, you know, very important um, about our rights as uh, tenants and our rights as workers and employees. And, yeah, definitely talking about the fact that we are all connected. 
was something mm-hmm. that witches and pagans constantly talking about, constantly mm-hmm. discussing. Um, it's a very real fucking thing, guys. Yeah. I want to joke and laugh about a saying, you know, a butterfly beats its wings on one side of the world and a, and a storm starts on the other. This is exactly it. Mm. You, you exactly. have to think the truth in a situation like this, that nature is in control. Mm. She's a harsh and powerful mistress. Yeah, and that we that we are humbled, that we are humbled, and you know, you know, even just the like, I like words and where they come from and what they mean, and that word links links to the idea of being of the earth, Mm. humility to be of the earth, Mm. and it's and it's like so important to remember this, and oh, I just you know, and this is also like to, to to bring it back to to our theme of you know, our themes of our podcast, like witchcraft, the occult, the paranormal in, in the antipodes. It's like, what is, you know, I mean, this is not true for maybe every person who identifies or calls themselves a witch, but like, frankly, study your history, look at your folklore. What are witches doing? We are always the enemies of empire. We are mm-hmm. always opposing the tyrants. We are always those who are at the edges, who are being called to do the work of the fates, to yeah. do the work of the, of the more than human, the other than human, and to conspire with the, the kindred of the forest, of the mountain, of the desert, of the, of the underworld, of the inner world, and to bring back those oracles and messages and to point our fingers, our bony witch fingers, at the rest of our humankind and be like, you're done fucked up. And that's not to say that witches aren't ourselves glorious humans and we are part of that too, but we point our fingers at ourselves too. And, you know, witchcraft is something that happens to us. And, you know, I, I, I often have, when I have to, I call myself um, many things, but also an Aradian witch. I take many of my, um, my leaves out of the book of Aradia and, you know, she calls us to confront the systems of oppression she calls well, us that's, to, I was thinking that yeah. that's exactly why we were given the gifts we were given exactly was to those who were oppressed to yeah fight against systems constructed to, to yeah re- that's why we're blessed with sorcery motherfuckers okay. like literally t- sorcery has been the recourse of the poor and the oppressed for for thousands of years and and not because we're um escapists or, or um, fantasy makers. Um, no, the poor generally aren't. <laughs> the poor are like, what tools do I have to fucking do this? And that's what I pride myself on, on doing as a, as a witch, as, as a person, taking what we have, working with it, twisting it, using it, um, honouring it and, and not wasting anything. And so mm-hmm. this sort of time is where we hopefully excel. Like, Absolutely. I'm, I mean, I, in fact, Damien and I were talking and saying we wish we'd stuck to our guns more because we'd been sort of shot a little bit by some family members who going, oh, they're my. Yeah, preparing. Well, we weren't quite preppers yet, but I was. <laughs> That's what I and, yeah, we were making sure that we had medications and scripts and sure. stuff. we had tin food and we have water suit and we've got a water tank and we're trying to yeah we think sure this way we think about the fact that we don't i don't i've never felt comfortable in the system and i don't trust the system so i'm already kind of feel like i'm ahead of the curve in sure the system is bullshit 
I wish I'd st- like stuck to my guns more though and been a bit more <laughs> insane. Mm-hmm. Now I walk around and see people stealing all of the seedlings and punching each other in the face at Bunnings and oh my god, like they they can grow their own food or you know hoarding asthma puffers and shit when people only need one for two years. As and as my mother has said, you know, in these times we see the best and worst of humanity. Well, the, I think as well. I always say it, and it's been proven true again. And I hate, I hate to say I'm right in that instance, but the the thin veil of civility and 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 humans is it's so tenuous, and it only takes a very slight push for people to lose, yeah, their humanity. Sure, to push old people out of the way for for a loaf of bread. I know. What is that? Just horrible shit because it's, when it comes down to it, it's dog eat dog. And we're meant to be better than that. Yeah. Or at least different. Also dog eat dog. That's bullshit. Dogs don't do that to each other. No, they don't. Except in rare circumstances when there's like rabies. (laughs) Or they have to eat their pups. I keep, you know what I'm noticing is that I grabbed um, my copy of the Buckeye of Euripides off the shelf because this play is, you know, one of the earliest recorded plays that we have, um, is basically this whole situation. <laughs> like, let me, let me refer a bit. So the, the Buckeye of Euripides is basically a tale um, about how Dionysus uh, 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 comes into the city where Pentheus is the tyrant king. And um, Pentheus is like, who is this mortal who claims he is a god? And this is before the time of Christ. And, um, and It was what now? It was what? It was before the time of Christ. <laughs> I wonder why Dionysus is, is one of the templates for Christ. But, um, but, but this book is so amazing because it's basically about the hubris of um, rulers and kings and how in the end, violent, wild nature will literally rip you apart. And I just want to, like, there's so many amazing sections where Dionysus himself is speaking to the king. And let me... I love it, please. I just want to read, like, I'm just noticing that I'm drawn to, okay, Dionysus, you found me out. I have the gift of magic, conjuring, but reality awaits you on the mountains. Are you still afraid? Pentheus, no, what do you suggest? Dionysos, come with me to the mountains, see for yourself, watch the Maenads unseen. There are risks a king must take for his own people. Pentheus, yes, yes, that is true. Dionysos, you are king. Your blood provides its own immunity. Just the same, if I may suggest it, it is foolhardiness to take avoidable risks. Pentheus, Go on, I am interested in your scheme. I find somehow you are trustworthy. Your ways are strange, but go on. Dionysus, you must not be recognized. Cunning proves always more successful than a show of force. You must wear a disguise. Pentheus, yes, yes, I could dress as a common soldier or a peasant, a herdsman. Where is that cowherd? I'll borrow his clothes. Dionysus, you forget. He and his sycophantic companions fermented this trouble. The sight of a herdsman now... Pentheus, true, true, how shall I go then? I long to see them at their revels. Dionysus, do you? Then trust me, I shall lead you there safely. 
Pentheus, and stay to bring me back, I may get lost. I know so, so little of Thebes beyond the city, almost nothing come to think of it. Dionysos, your mother will bring you back in triumph, leading a great procession. You will make your peace with Dionysos. Pantheus, oh no, not so fast, but I'll come with you. I shall do as you say, short of surrender, to your priest of sly subversion. Dionysos, then come disguised as one of those we go to spy upon. Pantheus, what? Dress myself as a maenad, a woman? Make the throne a laughingstock in Thebes? Dionysos, <laughs> suppose the madness had not left them. Pantheus, don't mention it again, it is too undignified. Dionysos, even more undignified it is to be severed limb from limb. Pentheus, forget it. I will not bring myself down to such a mockery of the throne. I shall go as I am or not at all. Dionysos, as you wish, but wear your armor at least. It may deflect a stone or two. Why seek bruises from foolhardiness? Anyway, that's, a, that's, that's pretty much the climax of the play. And then afterwards, it's pretty gross. Um, but yeah, you know, like this, this arrogant king, ruler of Thebes is like, fuck you, guy who says he's a god. And basically is like, why have all these women gone mad and mm. become maenads? Like it's specifically about why the women of Thebes have gone mad and gone out to the mountains and praised this wild horned god. One in particular, I'm trying to remember this story, that was like, that was the queen who turned maenad? Yes, it was his mother. Her, yeah, she that's him. She ripped apart her own son, and she's yeah. come back. And she's, and she's completely mad. Like she, she doesn't, doesn't know. She brings his head home, and she's yeah. like, she "I killed know. a lion." I think yes. she kills a yeah, lion. Exactly. Yeah. She she doesn't know. She's like, "Look at this thing," and then her father's like, "Oh my <laughs> daughter, you have killed your own son," and it's just so Greek. It's so Greek and it's just, you know, pure tragedy. But (laughs) it is brilliant and everyone should go read the Bacchae. Yes, 100%. Anyway, just that you might hear in the background, it's it's raining now. Oh, I'm hoping it's going to rain here. It's raining pretty hard, actually. Yeah, good. I'm hoping it'll come across. I can see big clouds coming there. So this is this is our like our twenty third episode. We have been doing this for nearly a year. Um, we've had so many amazing fucking guests, and we have plenty more, and we don't plan on stopping. Awesome stuff coming, and I think as well, like I, one, I miss the shit out of you, and um, I feel now more than ever that this is important. I know I have personally been leaning on podcasts really hard the last few days. And when I spoke to you and yeah, realized how long you know the gap had been, I was like, I think it's important. And I I, I want to thank everyone who's been hanging out and messaging us too to see when this uh, episode would come out. Um, we hope you enjoy it. That you message us anything that you'd like us to talk about or share with us anything that's going on with you. Um, you know, everyone's changing. Everyone's changed in the way they go about things and how they feel and think day to day, minute by minute. Um, but I think the only way that we can be better is that we, how does someone describe it? And I was like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. So we have to be like mushrooms. We're going to like cozy on down, snuggle on down in our homes and be solitary and sedentary, but we're going to spread out underground like thousands of lines of mycelium. And we're all going to be connected underground, and and this is the time for that that to to happen. So, 
that's my plan. I'm going to be a mushroom. <laughs> that reminds me of that. I think it was from an indigenous activist. Um, they tried to bury us. They didn't know we were seeds. Oh, yes, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to look that up right now on my phone. Yeah. And this is that time. And I'm, I was overwhelmed with all the uh, posts and wonderful things people were doing. And as I said, I, I finally did a live video yesterday after we worked this out because I was inspired to do it. And, um, yeah, I, it was, it was tricky and tough. Like I, I'm a, I'm a performer. I don't know why it is, but talking and, and just putting yourself out there, especially when I've been feeling so vulnerable and, and, and worried at home just seemed too hard, but I'm glad I did it. And so many people have messaged me and um, I'm encouraged and inspired to keep trying to, to do a daily uh, contact with everybody. And I'm probably going to be online doing a lot of work as well. So it's now's the time. Because it was funny because just before this happened, I was saying to you, I'm, I'm had a bit of a break from doing readings. I've been working full time in the store. I'm thinking I would like to do it again soon. So... <laughs> My hands forced, it's happening. You have my undivided attention, everyone. I'm home. Yeah, finally, and hey. I have my beautiful cards and my bones and stones. I'm yeah. doing some readings for folk. And I do want to do it when I'm, you know, motivated enough <laughs> to do some videos in the kitchen because, you know, I love to cook. Yeah, you do. You're very good at it. Some, some things that might be useful, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, a big pot of Four Thieves Vinegar um, should be on the stove for everyone right now. People should be using it in cleaning and and uh, a similar recipe for something that uh, tonic that people can drink to help boost immunity and get rid of colds and flus and things. So I'm going to do a couple of those mm -hmm. and some planting things because I'm dedicating this time while I can to my garden. Yeah. Oh, food growing and some supplies. And I need to, I need to see, like I was talking to a dear friend of ours today and um, like I grew, so I grew up in a house in which fruit giving trees and vegetables and herbs were always there because my mother gardened mm. and my father gardened. And, and, and so I grew up in this wild garden in with like an avocado tree, banana trees, peach trees, nectarine trees, uh, we had orange trees. We had mango trees Ugh. in fucking Toowoomba, and we had chilies, and we had all we had mug. Like, well, everyone who gardens has mug. Toowoomba is great for growing. Life. I know, very, very, you know, fertile, dormant volcano, right? So, mm -hmm. like, you know, and real seasons and real frosts and real crisp. Yeah, I took and we had chickens, and I took it for granted. And I, since then, have thrown myself utterly into the work of doing what I do with very little time for anything else. And mm. what I've, and, and, and so one of the pros of that is, you know, um, getting really good at that particular thing. One mm -hmm. of the cons is that one doesn't really pay attention in my case, cause I'm furiously focused uh, mm. on anything else really, you know? And so I, I have this deep desire to learn cause I don't know how to guard it. I like, I will, shamelessly admit that and I don't know how to propagate plants and I don't I would love to do that with you and you I know, think who you were talking about is a mutual friend and and we've just been speaking as well and there's going to be because obviously I'm renting and I carry I make garden beds wherever I go and I have a lot of things potted um I've learned how to excel at growing vegetables and herbs in pots 
But the person that I think we're speaking about, they have citrus trees in place and they're exactly. a bit more like have a bit more longevity and hmm. um we're already organizing trading. Exactly. Um, so I've got medicinal herbs and magical herbs um, and that person has stone fruit. So, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, yeah we, we can do that. Oh, totally. The thing is I'm totally well connected. I know so many gardeners. <laughs> we can definitely like, yeah. one of, you know, once we've both passed our 14 days at home, yeah, we can do a planting day um, and I can show you how to. Get, get seeds started. Yeah, totally. Um, but the, the funny thing is because I went to, we have a huge Bunnings near us, which in Australia is like a big, um, you know, it's it's definitely for tradespeople. So it's all like woodworking, everything you need to paint, do plumbing, all of that stuff, lots of tools, and they have a huge um, landscaping and, and gardening centre. And I went over there just to see if I could grab a few things and some more soil to repot some things and, I've never seen it before where every shelf of seedlings was gone. And it was really sad because I, I, as I was walking through, there was a couple of older um, gentlemen who were obviously long-time gardeners and they couldn't find anything. But they were also super realistic about it because I said, oh, I just overheard the, the uh, shop assistant saying that they're going to be bringing in more seedlings of vegetables and herbs this afternoon. Um, but they have had to stagger it because people were literally punching each other in the face over plants the night before. What the but fuck? They're not, if you, if you buy a seedling, you're not going to reap any benefit or fruit or vegetable from it for maybe six months, maybe a little less, but six months. So you're fighting over things. And I said, well, isn't it funny that people have started to garden and they've joined the club? But he's like, well, it took them long enough. It only took an apocalypse. This old man was like, couldn't believe it. He said, at least they're doing it though. It's got people into home gardening with their kids. That's fine. But it was just silly the amount of, of um, seedlings and things that, that people were fighting over. So I'm like, well, I have a seed bank at home. I save a lot of my seeds. I save seeds from previous crops, um, which I want to teach people how to do as well. It's super easy. And then um, I've just gone through those and I'm just going to start things from the ground up. Yeah, and in six months we'll have some some more good stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's really sweet. There was um also just the like to shout out to the kindness and beauty of people. Like Aww. I got this I got this letter in the in my post box, and um it was from a woman four down four doors down from me who was just like, hey, I just have I just want to let the entire street know that I've created a Facebook group for our street. Oh, bless. So good. And she's like, I have 10 boxes of fruit and veggies. If you can't pay for them, that's okay. Just, just here's my number. Text me and I'll bring them to you. And I'm, I'm like. i so much awesome stuff. That it's great. my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful to know that outside of my own very giving, very generous community, like, like I, I'm connected to one of the most generous communities I know and often when I speak to people outside of that community about my just kind of day-to-day month-to-month experiences with my beloveds and my initiates and my initiators and my witches they're like wow you really have that thing I'm like yeah I really do but then to know that it's also just everywhere else which Uh, I knew but in concept right like I don't think that um witches have like a trademark on generosity I don't you know that I think that at all but just to know that there's this woman who's like 
community organizing from the ground up and it's like, yeah, here's some um, fruit and veggie boxes. They're $30. If you can't pay for them, that's okay. I'll, like, um, and then also I joined the Facebook group and she's like, do you like, cause I said, Oh, I'm in quarantine. Cause I just got back from Bali. And she's like, do you need any staples? I can go get them for you. Oh, and I'm like, for me. Oh my God, you don't even know me except you do. And yeah. that's the thing. Like we are all united by common need. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, we need food for, for all kinds of parts of us. If we don't, one of the things that I think is going to stress us out the most is the lack of touch. Mm. Because what we also know to be true is we need physical intimacy. Yeah. And I, I'm so lucky that, that Damien and I are both home together and that I have most Hey, you! <laughs> my boyfriend so just moved back to Brisbane, and he's in quarantine in t- like three suburbs away. And I literally just want to tear him apart. I just need a hug. I can't do it otherwise. So yeah, I un- I, I want to hug you. I want to hug the shit out of you. I know it's so shitty, but after we're done, come over. Um, teach me how to fucking garden. I'm a pretty quick. Love I'm a pretty quick learner. Have you over and I'll show you. Well, you can talk to plants anyway, so you'll be. You'll well, be I know able. how to talk to plants, but I don't know how to propagate them. Yeah, but that's part of it. <laughs> I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, no, totally. But you're already. Yeah. But yeah, it is. I, I, you know, obviously, I'm not a bit of a negative Nelly sometimes. But someone invited me to join a Facebook group called uh, "The Pandemic of Kindness." And I was like, okay. And I have been getting the most wonderful messages from all around the world of people who are experiencing what you just said you experienced, like um, nurses coming home from their shifts and finding that their next door neighbours have left a whole box of groceries on the front doorstep and cooked dinner or, you know, um, just people doing beautiful things for each other in this time. And another thing I I want people to look at is um, there's a beautiful – thing that's happening in um, Canada and in America where a lot of First Nations um, women uh, who are are dancers, uh, jingle dancers, are going out and dancing um, for healing and dancing for the world and they're they're doing the most beautiful jingle dances. Yeah, I've seen them. Into like Damien's um, family where it's um, Métis, which is, is they have a, a strong connection with Scotland and with France. They've got almost like a jig mm. kind of uh, dance that's happening and a lot of the elders are coming out all dressed up in their mucklucks and their most their best regalia and doing dances out the front of their homes for everyone, for healing for, for everyone. And you know what we're doing once this all clears up in some way? But, and we can get on planes again. I don't, like, I don't know what the, new, what, what the world will be like but we're going to fucking Scotland and we're going to finally me, Lily, you, Damien, we're going to fucking hand fast you and pray to our ancestors. I don't murder him during this lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, like, oh, wow, we've done an hour. Uh, um, I think this is going to happen. So when I did my live video last night, I didn't realise how quickly it goes. I know. You can see it, but it's totally different. It's intense. I did, this, I did this thing the other day and I thought it was going to be 20 minutes. It was 51 minutes. Mm. I was like, wait, what? I've been lo- you inspired me oh, with your posts. I'm glad. So I, I was like, I'm, you know, 
Yeah. I think, I think we're a match made in heaven, a Leo and a Libra. We both love ourselves and we love each other and we love the world. <laughs> yeah, most of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, there is a lot we hate and we talk about I that. I think that and voted yesterday. So in Australia, we're doing our voting. And of course, even though, you know. It was council, right? I, did, I couldn't. I couldn't leave the house. Well, no. That, and, and I was, we were going to actually just not vote and say that that was what happened. Um, but we got a call from a good uh, family member that had just been to our local polling station. They said no one was there. It was really well spaced out. It was a whole school hall, blah, 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 blah. So we went and did it and it was great. Um, and so far it's actually looking quite good in Brisbane for uh, Greens and Independents. So I'm still keeping my fingers crossed and watching all of that. So we ventured out to do that much. But, yeah, we'll see which way the cat jumps. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that saying. Really? No. Is that, did yeah. you learn that from your grandmother? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like a British weird Liverpool thing to say. Yeah. yeah. See which way, which the train, it jumps tracks. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. lovelies. And um, thank you so much to everyone who's, who's tuned in. I, I mean, I hope this hasn't been just a, a, an hour of us whinging about our predicaments. I know a lot of people have it a lot worse all around the world. Yeah. I hope. Um, you guys are very privileged. Us chin wag. And um, yeah, we're going to keep this up. And in fact, you'll probably get more of us because we are locked down. Yeah. And we can dedicate more time to the Antipodean Arts podcast. And we freaking love you guys. And we love you. And, and also, it's been so beautiful to, to, to get, like, I just every now and again will get like the kindest, most blessed message from someone. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I fucking love your podcast. And I'm like, oh, oh that's so sweet. Like, like, it's just so much fun. It's just rad. Yeah. And it's wonderful to be able to, to um, connect with, with people all over and those who have an interest in. And it's been good. Like, I feel like our friendship has been strengthened and. We were waiting for something like this. Like yeah. you and I knew we would do something together. We yeah. didn't know it would be this. Yeah. But yeah, it has. I'm excited. And I'm, oh, I'm so happy to hear your voice and see your voice. I just want to cuddle voice. you. I know. I just all over you. Wave <laughs> them up, baby. Oh, well, lovelies, we'll be back in two weeks with a guest. We don't know who yet, but we'll have a guest. We're going to have guests. We're going to be here. I mean... Who knows what will happen? We might even do some extra episodes where it's the two of us doing the video stuff. Um, yeah, please message us at the Antipodean Arts uh, Podcast uh, Facebook or Insta. We would love to, to hear from you. And, yeah. We don't have an Instagram. We, we do. We do? It's in the post. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if we have an Instagram. No, no, no. I, I think I've worked out how to do it for a Okay. Moment. Someone who really likes our podcast, make us an Instagram. Make us admins on it. That would be hot. Yeah, because we don't know what. But right now, I manage six Instagram pages and six Facebook pages. So what I the fuck? Won't let me have another one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm pretty, no, in, t- in terms of Facebook, I'm definitely in that boat. Then Instagram, I just have one. Oh, no, I've got a couple with olden ways and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. So that's another thing too. Um, I want to let people know who might yes. be listening. Please plug, plug, plug. 
looking for something beautiful. Um, we have some gorgeous blades. I might bring some on for the next. Actually, no one's like, get one right off my altar. Here's one we prepared earlier. Um, we've got quite a few blades. I've also just made a beautiful batch of uh, bend over oil. There's some yummy things like black salt and things that I've got going, but yeah, we've got some beautiful knives that have been handmade at the moment. So if you can see in the light that that is transparent. Holy red. shit. Man. Wow, babe. That, you and Damien, hey. So we're making some yummy things. We're going to keep ourselves busy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, let us know because we're commissioning objects at the moment for people. We're both, you know, it's actually a wonderful thing, although it's terrible. It comes at the expense of, of um, people's health and, and freedom, but that we're trying to you know, look positively towards um, making some more stock and being ready for whenever this lifts. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, turning lemons into lemonade. Sharp or special made, you can always DM us here. Slide into your DMs. Slide into my DMs. <laughs> oh, okay, lovely as well. Lovely to be speaking to you in the ethers. Oh, also, if we go for you, I've got our beautiful tarot deck as well. Ah! I, I bought, remember the one we've got for yes. our podcast? I'll bring that for the next one. Yeah. And we, we could pull a few cards and, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's jump in. Mm. All right. Love you all. I love you heaps. Love, love to everyone. Stay safe. Don't take unnecessary risks, dickheads. If you can inside, <laughs> for fuck's sake. I've seen so many people walking around, going to have coffees with people, having fucking parties I saw a bunch of dickheads in the states licking things and walking into supermarkets and now those people I do not mind if they burst into flame I really well, don't that's Darwin in action like that's just that's where you know the shit is getting a little lighter yeah I'm not yeah be safe if you can stay inside drink lots of water get your veggies in vitamin d vitamin c apparently are looking like the most important things, work on your immune system and just love each other and take care of each other and try not to be an asshole like your mum would say. Like yeah. Don't be a fucking asshole. Exactly. <laughs> Mwah. Mwah. On the hill that lay beneath the wolf's sky Without the dark clouds falling An omen apparition And with the thunder rolling Our how preceded the storm We lay beneath the wolf's sky We lay beneath the wolf's sky This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast Music by Wendy Rule The song is Wolf Sky <laughs> <laughs>